2: Estimate the power of PlayStation.
0: Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond Episode 379. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside He
2: Only Knows Everything, Colin Moriarty. It's good to see you, Greg. It's, been it's a while. good to
0: see you. God, I just miss you. I'm glad we get to come together for this show. I know. It's
2: like I'll never see you if we don't do this together. I know, I
0: know. <gasps> Over here. Hi. In Marty Sleva's never rotating, third chair. None other than the Reverend Jared Petty. Happy to fill in today. Thanks for having me, Greg. No problem, Jared. I'm happy to have you. Marty's off interviewing. Top men. I'm not sure what his new. Uh, I'm not sure the embargoes anymore on what mm-hmm. he's talking about. I know where he's at. Yep. It's a big deal who he's talking to. It's pretty cool. Where are you I at? don't. <laughs> where are you at, Marty? Remember those Where You At commercials with Fat Joe and the, the beep thing? I do. You remember Fat Joe? You remember Fat Joe? I uh,
1: No, I don't remember Fat Joe. I don't know Fat mm-hmm. Joe. Who's Fat Joe? He was a rapper.
0: What's love? No, I'm not sure. No, it
1: no, was him. Let you know from the gate, I don't go that way. You wanna?
0: Nah, ah, this, this it's, it's no, podcast. This is
1: no memories here. Nothing. Good. Really, that's yeah. hard to believe. How you been, Jared? Haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you in a while either. I've been all right. Uh, things are slowly but surely getting better. So yay! Good. I'm happy to be back at work. Um, we're uh, trying to uh, whip together some Resident Evil content right oh, now. Resident Evil. You know, just finished four. the uh, Rocket Run through. Haven't done that in a very long time. Oh wow! Yeah. With any of the the trying to get to the you know you finish Resident Evil in a quick enough amount of time and lock neat things so. Going back and uh, fooling with that again, uh, you forget, you know, it's it's really, uh, I'm kind of working on, on an editorial about this right now, but playing old games is sort of like going into a time machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like reading old books. It puts you in the mindset of a different age. And that game has aged well in many ways. I mean, there are anachronisms that are frustrating, but it is just, honestly, I, it reminds me Uh, a lot of Dark Souls, scarce resources, scarce ability to save, long distances uh, where you're constantly balancing risk and reward. Every bullet counts. And that, that art of game design is almost lost. Uh, so, so going back and just diving into that again, man, it's been a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and losing those tank controls is nice too. Yeah, um, yeah, we, you know, on our other thing, we were streaming Resident Evil and uh, Resident
1: Evil, you right. know,
2: remake, remastered, or whatever. And I agree with you. I, you know, I really liked remake. I really love the original one on PS One, and Director's Cut was good. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were playing it, and I was struck by how much i forgotten. Like the people, oh. we were we were fooling around. Like the people in the comments were telling us what to do. Basically, I'm like, I really don't remember like. What I'm supposed to actually do? Like you remember, like the moments of that game, and you know the the, the dogs jumping through the window. Sure, right. you like, yeah. those,
1: those moments that stick with you. The oh, scariest they, things. Why, why do I have these medals inside the books again? Where am I putting those? Are yeah, they, exactly. What's the old penny key thing? Like you know, I found the rooster key, and like, well, great. When I find the chicken door, I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, it's it's all these nonsensical puzzles that that came in from old text adventure games, which Resident Evil steals a lot. Oh yeah, well that's adventure games.
2: It's funny you say that, Jared. I mean, you you you, you understand the anatomy and the, and the genetics of games, I think, better than almost anyone I've met. And like, wow. That's uh, one, that that's one of the really things that I was myself. really thinking about when <laughs> I was playing this is that as a kid playing Resident Evil and then as a teenager, like in college or playing Remake on GameCube, I didn't appreciate having not grown up with the PC background. Mm-hmm. Like I had a computer, but I didn't play games on it or whatever sure. really, except for like a little bit on Apple or whatever. That Resident Evil is an adventure game. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. like like, and I and not until I played remake these last few days was I did I really come to appreciate like this is an adventure game.
1: Yeah, it's
0: just you know so like, like how this this symbol interacts with this door. Exactly, kind of like
1: there's a, just a
2: shit ton of puzzles in the game. Yeah, that, it's, like, Zork.
1: it's 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 There's there's a lot of nonsense puzzles. There's a lot of a lot of exploration, atmosphere, and backtracking and finding items. There's a few very dangerous enemies. There's not a lot of enemies, but they can kill you really quick, which yeah. is uh uh, hallmark of a lot of adventure games, yeah. It's it's which is funny because it's been old games. I mean, Grim Fandango, classic adventure game, also comes out this week. The two games are much more similar than you'd think. Uh, both the design philosophy, they're contemporary, ninety six, ninety eight, mm. very close together, and and you find a, a lot of similarities between those two. I cannot wait to play Grim Fandango on Vita, but I'm sure that's coming up here in a minute.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. And and by the way, I was just uh, I was telling telling Greg yesterday, I was browsing the trophies for for Grim Fandango. And uh, one of them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah, like, you want to read it verbatim? Yeah, this, this, is, funny. this is, this is have a really great this? trophy. So what are these trophies um, you speak of? I'm sorry, get that. the, the hell off they're, this podcast. You never later. come back. <laughs> um, there, you know. So first of all, Grand Fandango has a platinum, um, which I know a lot of people would be excited about. That doesn't surprise me since Sony themselves. How so long is Grim Fandango? Uh, I have no idea. Grim Fandango is long. Uh, yeah. It's uh,
1: each of the each of the four years takes quite a while to complete. I mean, if you, okay. So asking how long an adventure game is hard if you know the solution to all exactly. the puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all that long. If For you're me, gonna this to be a fifty-hour campaign. It's, it can take a long time to finish. I mean, I, I think that somebody is going to spend at least ten hours on Grim Fandango, and if you're not using a guide at all, you could spend significantly longer. Okay, uh, I, that's that's my estimate. It's been however, it's been a long time.
2: Sure. So. Sure, sure, sure. So the trophy I'm talking about, there's a gold trophy in the game. I think it is the only yeah, it's only one of two gold trophies in the game. And it is entitled The Right Way. And it says, "Play the whole game with tank controls. Tim demanded this trophy." Oh, that's that's a great trophy. Such a great description. That's a description for it. Um, They're funny. I like. I them.
1: love that. That's good. Now
2: I'm gonna play Grim Fandango uh, this week or next week for sure. But I'm not even gonna play around with it in the sense that like I'm bad at adventure and puzzle oh, games, yeah. and so I'm gonna use a walkthrough. Yeah. Like I don't enjoy playing games. Like I don't. I really don't enjoy games that are puzzle heavy. Even like Resident Evil kind of pushes a little bit. The first one especially, but where it's like I don't. It's fine. You find the key, you open this door. You mm-hmm. have to put this thing in the back of a statue. Or whatever. That's totally fine. But like, where everything is like solving those kinds of puzzle, I'm like, I'm not playing this. Yeah. When I played Sam and Max or Back to the Future, like some Telltale games, I used to just walk through I'm like, that. I just find this much more enjoyable. Just to like get me to the story. Messing I was, around with this freaking skeleton man in this game is not going to really. Be, that yeah. that was it,
0: always the turn off for me with adventure games, just that running your head in. I know so many people love it. You know what I yeah. mean? The, uh, over and over and over. And then finally, yeah. wait a second. aha! That aha moment they live for. It clicks. But especially as I've gotten older, like even today with Dying Light, like I felt like the uh, the instructions at the end of the tur- tutorial on where to talk to this guy weren't that great. And I was streaming it. And I went on a diet tribe, which is like, this is one of the things I can't stand. I have such a limited amount of time to play games to get to a point like this where it's like, wait, what? Like, that's a problem. Well,
1: this is one of the reasons adventure games. And uh, they died for a while. I mean, they mm-hmm. died for mm-hmm. several reasons. Okay, you can't put your finger on one. You know, some people say it was missed. Well, that was a small part of it. Some people, a lot of it was that the elements of adventure games got co-opted into other kinds sure. of games. And again, I'm stealing a lot of this from the really smart people at Retronauts who talked about this a few years ago. But uh, another reason that adventure games kind of faded out was they just got so, so. Abstruse and esoteric that it was almost like you were trying to psychologically profile the guy who made the game. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of solve the puzzle, you're like, what would he want you to do? And those kinds of bad instructions. A lot of that happened in adventure games. There's the famous Gabriel Knight three puzzle. Have you ever heard about this? Mm-mm. Oh, I mean, it, this this is this is where the, the shark was very well jumped. But <laughs> if I remember this correctly, and it has been a long time, so you had this. Uh, you you had to get into a club, and you stole a fake ID,
2: uh-huh.
1: and you didn't look anything like the guy on the fake ID. So first you had to take a marker and draw a mustache on the fake ID, and then you had to make yourself a mustache out of, I believe, cat hair and syrup, put that on your face and then get into the club. But they expected you to figure out that you were supposed to steal an ID and draw a mustache on it and make it, it wasn't making yourself look like the guy. That might yeah, make yeah, sense. Yeah. It was change the guy's appearance, and then, then make change yourself your look like it. Yeah, yeah. And just people were just like, Are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of crap came along later on. Well,
0: even for Unbroken Age, like, I... Petered out on Broken Age even, which I know everybody loves, but it was like the girl storyline in the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. I am like, like I'm biting the bullet. I love Double Find's recent stuff, Costume Quest, this, you know, blah blah. blah. I I and, and I love Tim obviously. Mm-hmm. I want to play through this game. And I'm playing it in like I started with the girls' campaign and then you get to the point you've played it, right? Yeah. Where the, the grandpa needs a knife or some shit.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm, walkin', like, in I'm walking like the first room. And I'm literally Exactly,
0: yeah. and I'm interacting with the cupcakes and this and that and this. And I ask mm-hmm. the grandpa the question, but then there's like a follow up question you have to yeah. ask and like, finally it just broke me and I was like, this. And I went and played uh, the Elijah <laughs> Wood storyline and I enjoyed that a lot. And then... I came back and I eventually, I think I looked it up, yeah. and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, the, and like that just sucks the fun out of it because then I feel stupid, which I am obviously. But
1: no, no, you're not stupid. But a, a lot of these games are getting, uh, people are building hint systems into them now. That helps uh, progressive hint systems. Like we right. found, it's like I think it was the Monkey Ireland remake where you saw that. That's helping. There's good guides and facts. So, you know, the internet has really made adventure games a lot easier. Uh, Miranda Sanchez here at IGN is writing her. the the guide for uh, Grim Fandango. Uh-huh. So for when you get stuck, because that doesn't have a hint system built in. I was surprised. I thought that'd be part of the remaster, but apparently it's not um yeah it's it's already out right i can i can say that now uh the embargo yeah yeah by the time this yep. post i can say that okay mm-hmm. i want to make sure uh so uh, yeah they, there's you know there's no hint system in it um but there's guides out there but yeah i mean your 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 frustration there's very valid i i fool around with making these things uh, that's how that's part of how i got my job here was writing a a, a, a ign text adventure game a couple <laughs> years ago that i put on the internet that helped me uh, get uh, win that trip D E3 that helped me meet you guys, but um, I'm still playing around with them. I'm actually writing one right now called Laser Dracula. Sounds um, awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking forward. Uh, Laser Dracula may never see the light of day, but hopefully... no,
0: you have to now. You've now you've committed what? it to I'm the public committed record. Laser Dracula Everyone to public wants record? Laser yeah. Dracula. So Laser
1: Dracula is ladies a and gentlemen, start making yeah. box art for his game and send it to I, him. I have the first. Petty line Tom, of it. and Jared. The first line Twitter. is: "You are standing outside the castle of Laser Dracula." So excellent. That's, that's what we're. That's very. So that's that's pretty, like 90 of the game yeah. right there. Right then. So yeah. So
2: is it is it going to be inspired by? Simon's Quest. It will perhaps. be
1: informed by Castlevania. Absolutely. Will this be Whatever a Vita exclusive? Uh, no, this is a text adventure game, so it's probably going to be a PC and iPad. Thing. That sucks. You oh, suck. that's a bummer. Um, you suck. I, well, I mean, a text parser would be a little bit hard to do on Vita. I oh,
0: yeah, have... but it's so easy to do on the iPad. Another touch enabled device. I see your point. You don't no. like trophies and you no. don't like Vita? Yeah, okay.
1: no, I no, wait, Oh, no. <laughs> now, I will fight you about Vita. I'd love me some Vita. I love the Vitas. Who does not eat. enough to make a baby I with love it, huh? the Vitas. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Maybe if they'll if they'll send me over an SDK, they got GK, that. They got that out. pub fund. <laughs> I'm gonna get you hooked up. Well, this is the big thing
2: that I've been building, wondering. #Hashtag Building the List. <laughs> this is the, the big list. thing I'm wondering with building the list, and also with third-party relations, kind of taking games on themselves. Obviously, Grim Fandango is a Sony. It's not a Sony property, but but the remaster is a Sony product. Um, that was paid for by Sony, and yeah. so it's on PS4, PS3, Vita, and it's also going to be on PC. Same deal with Data the uh, Tentacle, right? All right, yeah, and they're doing that, and I'm wondering what is going to be, like, what some, other, and they did with Borderlands, too, for Vita. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, what games they're going to identify next. That Ghost, will, House. G- Ghost House. Ghost mm-hmm. oh, wait, House? Wait, Ghost House for the Sega Master yep. System? it's time. Okay, it's go- time. I kind of like Ghost House. Ghost House
1: is actually. I kind of like yeah, you. I, I kind of like kinda Ghost House. You're kind of funny. House. I well, oh, yeah, see what you did there with the double entendre. Mm-hmm. Look at that. But, yeah, uh, okay, so Ghost House, which I don't think is a uh, is actually an adventure game,
2: though. No, 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 so, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you meant it was an adventure. No, I, I don't. I don't mean I just adventure games. I just oh, mean, you don't mean adventure games. Well, because Borderlands out. 2 was was done by third-party releases. I'm just on 2 adventure was pretty games. Adventure
1: adventure game. Game. But, yes, Ghost House, let's let's just have that. That's what okay. yes, yeah. okay. I mean. We're we'll talk
2: about Ghost House. I'm thinking it's going to be,
0: Um, I don't know. The next big thing to come, the next third-party relation game? Yeah, like up. what game they're going to oh, identify. I don't know. For Vita, like a cross is what you're thinking.
2: Well, probably PS4 and Vita. I mean, Psychonauts yeah. would be an easy one. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't want. To, I want to get away from this the double fine stuff, though. Like I know, like, but do, they're already do... in
1: bed with Tim. They're just getting it on. Yeah. I mean, that's anything Making wrong with games. double fine, of course. So can double we, can fine we just is have yeah, but... while we're on that? Can we have Maniac Mansion? Yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, that's what i yeah.
2: like we, yeah, Maniac Mansion would be great. Yeah. The my only experience with Maniac Mansion is that NES version, which apparently, Ooh. which apparently, yeah. No, no. Um, I'm no, sorry. no, <laughs>
1: um, that is unfortunate, sir.
2: But uh, no, I want them to get away from th- that kind of. Stuff. I want them, I want them to identify something else random. I, I think that. No, I think that if you asked after Borderlands two, what's your next game going to be? I don't think anyone in this world would have guessed Grim Fandango. So right, I, wa- right, I right, want. I want right. them. I want them to be. Okay. I want them to figure out what's going to be next. Obviously, Day of the Tentacle is coming too. What would you dream of? I mean, if you could make it happen, Colin. Huh? Um,
0: Infamous.
2: No. The infamous
0: one and two. Just no. Infamous one.
1: No. Yeah. Not infamous.
2: Not Symphony infamous. of the Night. Putting <laughs> widescreen. Uh, yeah, Put wide yeah the, can we have Rondo uh, on
1: the same in the same sure. pack then? Yeah, you just ma- like
2: just like that PSP game. Yeah, uh, exactly. well, except good though, because yeah. that PSP game was only kind of yeah, so so. Yeah, I agree. I just played it so I can unlock Symphony the night. Yeah,
1: basically. I, yeah, well, yeah. The Rondo, the Rondo remake was very good, and the original versions porting was a little off for emulation or whatever they did. I don't know if that was a port or an emulation that they did that you unlocked of Rondo. Do you remember? No, it was
2: a por- no. That was an emulation, I think, because okay. Symphony was an emulation too. Okay, and yeah. then they re- yeah, and that was the whole That's all there. right. But the, the virtual console version's not bad it's a little blurry but I, I used to have a pc
1: engine with with a cd and like i there still hasn't been an emulation or emulated version of the game that captures the, the fidelity and glory of dracula x that game is rocking that soundtrack is superb and it's a, it's a great traditional platformer I, i'm just chatty today i'm sorry that's what the, the conversational soundtrack? podcast
0: known as podcast okay, beyond well, is all good. about yeah, if you, you can... didn't know ladies and gentlemen this is podcast beyond IGN's playstation podcast the number one playstation podcast on the internet oh god my speakers are off Oh. yeah, I thought we—I thought we got a new intro thing for my little thing there. If you like the show, remember to post each and every Tuesday's an MP3 and a video on IGN.com, YouTube.com/slash IGN, podcast services around the world, and of course the completely free IGN PlayStation 4 app. Colin, yes, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Now I want to be very
2: candid here about something before we even we even talk about. The Roper Report. We say with the Roper Report what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Yeah. Uh-huh. But is that really true now? Because who the fu-
0: knows? There's no one knows anymore. There are no guarantees. We've <laughs> talked about it on this show. If you didn't, if you're just you came out of your coma, ladies and gentlemen. Colin, and I no longer work for IGN. I've been here since episode one. Our you're ta- not
1: even really here. You're just a holographic. The sand in our, is our hourglass
0: point. is yep, falling. We don't know how much longer we have. It's not long. We kind of know.
2: I just assume that. I just assume that the segments that we've yeah, created will come what, with us. Marty's
0: going to come in with a little TNT package and blow it up and make the show his own. So
2: Roper Report won't forever be. But for us, we're going to say forever will
0: okay. be Roper Report. I am just I just it thought will about live, that. It pro- will live on in my heart. This ain't, you know, you know how we're a conversational show. We'll just jump to the heart of the matter right now. Jordan wrote in to beyond.ign.com just like you can and says beyond. 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 June marks the time of Beyond 400. Have you guys considered what you'll be doing to celebrate this momentous occasion? I want to come to San Francisco for this, but... Would like to book my plane tickets as early so I get a fair price. Will Greg and Colin be there? I would also cherish the opportunity to finally meet them after being a listener for about five years. I would love to be in the know about this. Thanks and Beyond Jordan. Jordan. Colin and Greg no longer work for IGN. We have no idea what's happening with Beyond <laughs> four hundred. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Stop. Colin and Greg are planning a live event in San Francisco in April. Follow us on Twitter at No Taxation and Game Over Greggy to hear all about that. Yeah. I
1: will sit at this corner of the room and look ignorant and uncomfortable. Because no, I no, no
0: yeah, you don't have to look ignorant or no, uncomfortable. No, no, yeah, okay, no okay, okay, no, great. Yeah. No, I I am if I was IGN, yes, there'd be a Beyond Four Hundred event. However, is IGN going to take time off after we leave the show to rebuild it? Are they gonna blow it up and reason number I don't know. There's a million things that could happen. You've just got to strap in,
1: ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm Literally. guessing the, the strategy is androids. I think. Androids? Yeah, just going to duplicate you guys. Oh, so no. If, uh, yeah, just, uh, Is yeah.
0: that why Pear put that thing on my head and said, yeah, think,
1: exactly think about yeah, everything in your life? So like, think, oh, think no. Hard. Exactly. <laughs> You're being replaced by a rom-construct. We're going Neuromancer here. It'll you know, be like uh, McCoy, Polly, and, and Neuromancer. If you ever read a kid's great book. Coin the term cyberspace. Read it. How do you balance everything it? you do? You, you play. You play all these games. You read all these books. You watch all these movies. How do you do it? Lately, I haven't done a lot. Uh, my life's been sure. turned on its ear. But I, I don't balance it. I just sort of dive in, and um, I try not to waste. Time I read on the bus, for example. I just decided, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not going to do my phone on the bus, I'm just going to read. Mm. Or, you know, again, in the can, same thing. Sure. You know, sitting on the toilet, there's a book in my lap. Um, try to squeeze those things in and, and do that. I, But no, I never get as much done as I want to. The key is I never finish anything. That's yeah. the real deal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's how it is. I just start everything. I can't remember the last time I finished a video game that wasn't for work. Yeah. Um, I start a lot of them, very rarely finish them. Yeah, that was a big thing for when i was reviewing the big thing yeah. I, I picked the games i wanted
0: to play because i knew I, if i was reviewing them then i had to beat them exactly yeah. yeah
1: also i think you guys you know work harder than i do you were doing two jobs forever and now you're launching a business i mean i i work hard here certainly but but uh, i spend like two hours a day commuting right there think about mm-hmm. the amount of time mm-hmm. that grants my me vita gameplay out. has
0: fallen off yeah. significantly since How's i it? i just roll out of bed now and walk down to the studio okay well All that,
1: right. yeah uh, the, which is what 10 feet down the hall
0: yeah, if you're lucky about Something that, like yeah. that yeah. I can cartwheel in probably If you're lucky,
1: around. I'd it's like lucky. to see you cartwheeling sometime. Yeah, I'm with, I, no problem. That's a you video can I can do for you.
0: No,
2: but no. I can do it for you. He's lost all sorts of weight, so he should be able to do it. Now. I don't yeah, think, I I think cartwheeling. Uh, Chris that. Farley
0: did cartwheels all the
1: time. I've been
2: gaining. He's like a this. god to
1: the team, fat yeah. brethren. I've been stress eating lately. So I get kind of bloated again. I gotta, mm. gotta fight. Yeah, fight you lost a lot. I had. I, for, I haven't, haven't gained nearly all of it back. I know
0: you. I know you have a job here, so you can't watch all the content we produce outside of here. Yeah. But there was a, a, on one of the shows we do daily, uh-huh. uh, we brought up the World One One documentary trailer, yeah. and we we're watching it with the kids we were streaming to. And I was, I was like, holy crap, Jared did lose a lot of weight because you, uh-huh. you had said that. But it's like, I, when I was seeing you every yeah. day, it's, you know how that's like, it's hard yeah, to tell. All. Some. Well, and, I've
1: gained I've gained a little bit back as you can tell now, so I'm hoping I can fight it back off. And again, you will. You can do eating it. Eating like. badly. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it really is just like the, there's you know right the time right now time to cook. No. Out the window. You got, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll work on that later on. But there I am whining. So, so. I, so I like might say we, there are too many
2: cooks. Too in the kitchen. many cooks. Too. Um. Cooks. So, it, you bring up World War One and and, it, and it's worth me to just pimp that out real quick. We pimped yeah. it out on our other show, but. Uh, for those of you out there that are curious uh, Jared and I appeared in a documentary about gaming history called World 1-1 alongside
1: um, Pear Schneider and E. old Sam Klabert Yep, and,
2: and a bunch of OG Atari uh, developers um, it's basically about the history of, this, uh, history of gaming up until I would say the crash like 82-83 mm-hmm. um, hopefully they'll do another one that will appear in as well hopefully um, I narrated as well yep. I'm talking had Jared's in it pretty extensively uh, you can find out more about it at world1-1movie.com that's world O-N-E O-N-E movie.com Go support them, um, you know. Our friends uh, Daryl and Jeanette made this uh, documentary uh, for fifteen thousand dollars. I'll be Kickstarter, um, and uh, you can go buy or rent the movie through them or whatever. And it's really great. And you guys should go check it out. I'm really proud of the work that they did. gave up Give good.
1: up months. There's life yeah. on this labor of love, yeah. uh, and uh, really, just you can you can f- you can feel the love coming out of the celluloid. Oh, it's not celluloid Where anymore. Whatever it is, now, whatever they make movies on now, out of the bits. Out of the, the love, bits. the love comes out mm-hmm. of the screen, and there really is. If you enjoy a, a nice media account of, of how things started out, and a lot of first person anecdotal uh, storytelling, I, I think you'll like it. I, I really did. Yeah, you'll you'll dig it. Go check it out, please. Go I am glad it. to be a part of it. Yeah, me
2: too. Those. Very honored. Uh, so
0: it is Never so. ever Be the Ripper report. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So Here's uh, the news. item
2: number one. Uh, this one is according to NeoGaf uh, poster Roasty, who found a trademark reg for a new Resistance game. <gasps> Perhaps. Uh, Roasty wrote on NeoGAF today on January 26, 2015, (laughs) Sony Computer Entertainment Europe Limited filed in Europe a trademark application for Resistance. It is a basic community trademark filing for computer game software, toys, games, and playthings, and electronic games, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you look at the trademark information itself, it says Resistance is the name. Uh, the nature of it is individual. The classifications are 9, 28, and 41, which is computer games, toys, games, and playthings, and electronics games, as I said earlier. The owner is Sony Computer Entertainment Europe Limited. Um, the country of origin is the United Kingdom. Um, really? So uh, there's a lot of speculation about what this could possibly be.
0: Paul in um, the UK writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says Beyond, what's up, guys? I love the podcast. It's the best things ever. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the latest Resistance trademark. I would love a new Resistance game. The second and the third game in particular were awesome. Agreed. Colin, yes. Paul's already set to pre-order. Is that what's happening? Is there a new Resistance coming? What so. do we do? I
2: don't think so. So, um, the, the 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 writer on Neogaf further states the original trademark for Resistance Fall of Man was registered in Europe on October nine two thousand seven. So, that was right before a launch. Mm-hmm. Oh no. That, that can't be right. The original trademark for Resistance Fall of Man was registered on... That's a year after the game launch. Whole article paperwork. And will expire on March 8th <laughs> next year. That filing has seen no changes, as far as I can tell. For U.S., serial number blah, 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 Resistance Fall of Man, a combined declaration of use and incontestability. Filed in July last year. Resistance I'm... has not seen any events since 2010. No new filings of Resistance have been made public by the USPTO as a time of writing. I, I think that... I think that this is them just protecting the trademark. Mm. I, I, it's just time to re up. Yeah, I think that I. I mean, I've said before on our on our other shows or whatever that uh, I think we'll see resistance again. I don't think that it'll be anytime soon. I don't think Insomniac will do it, and I think it'll be a reboot of the original game because the original game's really got a great story. It's just a very dismal and dark game.
1: And, and game companies trademark things constantly. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a trademark for you to go for like something called? I didn't Square trademark like the word Chrono Break or mm-hmm. something like that? And then you know nothing. Good ever memory. Happens. Just to screw oh, with you. Very and, good memory. You sorry. knew it
2: was going to be an iOS game anyway. So. <laughs> so just so just a little bit of news about that uh, if we move on to the next item let's see let's see let's see I, let's see what the next item is going to be The Witcher we played the or I played The Witcher you were gone but I played it last week how um, was it? it was it was great yes and uh, from what I played I mean I played it for a little over an hour um, but Jenna Pitcher wrote a story um, about The Witcher 3 dev on making a stand against paid DLC and um, And the story reads, in part, CD Projekt co-founder and joint CEO Marcin Iwinski tells IGN that the developers are releasing 16 free The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt downloadable post-launch content packs to make a statement against quote-unquote steeply priced, end quote, paid DLC economy. Quote, because people just paid full price for our game, we owe them, said Iwinski in part, and he went on to say, quote, Yeah, we are making a statement. We as gamers would like to be treated this way. Hey, give me free DLC. It doesn't have to be something huge. And I'm saying we weren't giving out huge stuff. We aren't giving out tens of hours of storyline here. We are giving small bits of pieces that don't cost a lot. And I think people would feel better about our game, and so they will enjoy the adventure even more.
1: That there is messaging. And I welcome it. Uh, whether it be a PR stunt or the purity of his heart. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's exactly what a fan of a game like Witcher 3 wants to hear. And I think it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, CD Projekt Red has been working on this game for a long time. They, they've they made only the Witcher games. And I think they're actually working on other games now, too. But none of them have come out. Um, they are a fan favorite developer. Yep. And oh, yeah. so I think that they're... Somewhat preaching to the choir because people are going to buy their game anyway, but it engenders a good spirit of um, compatibility between uh, the person selling the game and the person buying the game, which I think is nice. And all the Not... competition that comes out. In,
0: oh, we have DLC coming. It's what, what are you doing They're that? Creating which Creating a it difference doing between
1: it? themselves and other forces in the marketplace that people feel frustrated with. Not unlike Sony did during the PS4 launch when they sold themselves as the gamer's console, the game's focus console, right, etc., right. and that re- message resonated very well. You can rarely go wrong with that as long as you stick to your gun. I'm very happy to hear about it. You're right. Witcher is a fan favorite game anyway. I think they want to expand beyond that fan base. Yeah. And that's a company that's not afraid to do amazing things for their games. I, I Without spoiling it, I mean... One of the endings of Witcher 2, uh, the, the one that I got, is still one of my favorite moments in a video game ever. One of the bravest decisions Where I've ever seen. Were you the future? Uh, no, I, again, I, And you're in resistance. I, I'm, I'm you come out in Times Square. And can we know. do spoiler well, alerts on Beyond, or probably probably. I not.
0: mean, honestly, I, yeah, you can totally. We're doing a spoiler alert for The Witcher 2
1: right now, okay, which I'm guys. sure
0: you were all about to beat. <laughs> okay,
1: Witcher 2, spoiler alert right here. One of the endings is this dude you've been chasing since the very beginning of the game. You've been chasing this guy. It drives the whole plot along. The plot has lots of different tendrils and threads. can go lots of different ways and you chase the dude and chase the dude and as it goes on you learn more and more about him and why he did the horrible things he did and you kind of get wrapped up in the same thing he got caught up in you both end up against the same forces and then still chasing him you finally catch up with this guy and he has made your life just awful but you finally find him after this big war and all the stuff that's happened and by the time you catch up with him the game gives you an opportunity in a long conversation you have with him in an empty town square at the final boss battle you start a conversation and if you talk your way through it right you look at him, and it gives you the chance, and you shake his hand, take a drink of uh, vodka together, and walk away. And there's no final boss battle. That's awesome. You realize you have nothing left to fight over. Now you can have the big climactic final battle if you want, but they give you a chance to take the final boss of the game and just be like, "Nah, we have nothing left to hate each other over." What's well, this? Is that's cool. We yeah, we're that's both years, cool. and you walk. I. L- just brilliant it's, it's 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 even better than the fallout ending where you get the guy to kill himself uh it's just so good
2: now um, correct me if i'm wrong because you know more about this. cd project red is a polish developer yeah the witcher is a polish book series yeah right? it, yeah it's it's so a it's multimedia kinda, so it's kinda, franchise yeah it's yeah, a tv
1: so, series it's a book series it's, so it's is a this whole... kind of
2: like game of thrones uh in terms of the in terms of i mean not obviously not as big but i mean is this something that like it's, it's is huge really huge
1: in that part of the world Right. Uh, it, it is a big deal and it is it's very it's kind of a kind of you know neat fantasy epic. I think Game of Thrones is actually a pretty superb comparison. They're neat stories. Uh, uh, it started with short stories, it's it's moved out into all kinds of things. Uh, Mitch is the office's biggest fan of this stuff, but I, I have looked at some of the material and it it's kinda cool, you know, the lots of swords <laughs> and blood and big monsters it's and people taking cool. their clothes off and you know yeah. like so just high fantasy. A high well high fa- low so lowbrow high fantasy.
0: Cool. That's, That's a good way, way to put it, it You're about to jump into another news story. Before you do it, can you please right-click on the KFC just to hit hot dogs to a whole new level story on IG? I saw this picture. I got to know today. what's happening with it's this hot so
2: dog. So it's a it's the hot dog is it's the double down. Jesus Christ! But it's a hot oh, dog. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a, a chicken breast with
1: as
0: it's curved around with a yeah. yeah. hot dog so, in it,
2: and I think that's mayonnaise on top, isn't Jeez. it? Jesus, that's right up it?
0: your that's right up your alley, Colin. It's, uh,
2: now, why I, is this? I don't understand why this is on IGN, though. I watched a Double Down. Because the Black Down. Burger
0: video did so well. Chris, oh, okay.
2: Chris
1: Abbott, IGN's community
2: manager, I watched
1: a Double Down once make him physically ill. Uh, just eating a regular Double Down at a restaurant. What, was it him. his heart seized? No. He, he ate the thing and he just changed color. He turned gray. He was sitting there trying to consume this. And I – Chris can eat almost anything that doesn't eat him first. Uh, he's, he's not a sensitive stomach. Jesus doctor, Christ. This is what it now, actually but,
2: looks like when you buy it. I just – That's pretty No, good that's – that's I'm not even gonna have to say what that looks like. That's like
1: something that came out of the womb of Cthulhu. That's nice. just sure. yeah. That's that should not live on the surface. about to go. I was in surprised
2: to it. see that. Uh, yeah, on the site. That's an uh, interesting story. I I saw the picture of that today on Twitter. I missed I it. N- I never thought. i am behind, I was behind
0: about. on my KFC
1: Double Down hot All dog right, news. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate, ate Greg? The weirdest thing I ever ate. Yeah. Did you ever eat anything really weird? Probably. Remember it? No. Nah, Colin. You eat anything weird?
2: No, I'm I'm pretty averse to eating weird things. No, really. Okay, yeah. I wondered. You do what, you eat weird stuff?
1: I eat a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, so I ate um I ate a couple of live like giant shrimp once. Oh so yeah, you're talking about that afternoon uh, afternoon dancer. I forgot yeah, the word. Oh yeah. Odorless. yeah um, but there's some stuff I won't eat. Like I can't eat. Well, I've eaten bugs. So I'm not going to do it again. I've eaten grasshoppers and yeah. I've eaten you know like larvae and things like that. And I just I don't like it. A lot of people legitimately seem to enjoy it. I, I can't. Not do you that. though. Yeah, and somebody offered me a scorpion once. I couldn't do that. I'm not by scorpions. There's oh, no way. Um.
2: Okay. Are we ready to move on? Yes, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Thank something you for you sorry about about. the punches. It's going to derail this shit. Borderlands show. 3 has kind of been announced. Yay! Our friend Vince wrote, Gearbox is going to have something to say about the next full title in the Borderlands franchise at their Borderlands panel this Sunday at PAX South. Uh, wait, why is this? Oh, this is a di- this is the wrong story I clicked on here. Basically, <laughs> at... Uh, so I'm just going to basically tell everyone what happened. PAX South in San Antonio, uh, Gearbox had a Borderlands panel. It was very extensively... It was like in a huge theater, uh, similar to the theater in... Uh, San Diego or New York, Comic-Con, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, packed house. And basically, Randy Pitchford said that they are not actively working on Borderlands 3, but they want to work on it. They want to make it. And they are looking to hire talent specifically to start making Borderlands 3. And then they released pictures of, like, silhouettes of people saying, like, this could be you, this could yeah, be you. Yeah, it was or, the this borderlands, is, like, the borderlands cast, you know, of characters, and then a bunch of silhouettes saying, this
0: could be you, this could be you. So this it's this not be. a big
2: surprise. You know, the no, handsome Collection's cool. coming out soon for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, pre-sequel just came out. So... You know, it's not. It's a, nice t- it's a
0: nice touch of hey this game is not anywhere near ready but we are working on it and we want cool people to come work on it with us especially in an industry yeah. where it seems like you hear about staffing changes only in the negative right yeah so that everything's like, going
1: hey, video games fun come work on it be yeah, part yeah. of it make it up I'm good with that
2: so that's exciting Uh, Battlefield Hardline News This story is by Jenna Pitcher as well It says Battlefield Hardline Maps and Modes Outlined Uh, Story reads in part Electronic Arts and Visceral Games have taken to the Battlefield website To further detail all of the Battlefield Hardline Maps and Modes The upcoming first person shooter will launch with nine maps Including downtown A map based in the heart of downtown LA Shut down by the police Bank Job is a map where criminals are plotting a ruthless assault On a high security bank vault this sounds just like a payday. Yeah, or, uh, and the see, blo- it is. And the, the block is home to the notorious criminal ring fronting as a liquor store in Bail Bond's office. Mm-hmm. Dust Bowl is a small desert town of Jode, well known for meth trafficking problems. While Derailed is set in the industrial LA of warehouses and scrapyards. Players can battle on high tech and exp- expensive island crib consisting of small islands interconnected by bridges and waterways and riptide.
1: So this entire game takes place in Los Santos.
2: Basically, EA revealed brum, a new brum, mode brum, this week brum, to brum. join the previously announced game modes of Heist, Rescue, Hotwire mode, and Blood Money. Crosshair involves two teams of five. Fi- uh, spawning opposite of each other in a map, teams must attempt to wipe out the other team as quickly as possible within a three-minute period. While a player-controlled VIP has to be extracted at one of two designated points. The game sounds cool. I just mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds dynamic and it's different for Battlefield, which I appreciate very different. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, this is uh, a lot of this sounds like what Payday was doing four or five years ago. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um You wonder if you know with a bigger budget than what Payday got, and you know
0: the visceral behind it if it'll be something different it'll be something cool but every time we've watched or seen something it's like oh neat but it's not like I'm compelled to play it now granted I'm not Mr. Multiplayer though so
1: yeah I, I you know it's one of those hey wait for the review kids Yeah, uh, you know if it's if it's a good review run out and buy oh, it oh you
2: should game. absolutely wait you know? for the review of any <laughs> Battlefield yeah. game you know, probably well,
0: like, wait not even for the review as much as the day one impressions
1: from dare, Yeah, I would, I would for, worry there'll out.
0: be a review event where everything's perfect and then it's gonna go out in the wild and we'll
2: yeah. see how the servers yeah. actually go D- <laughs>
1: dare say we wait for the review on every game yeah, Same sure. Yeah, well, I don't understand uh, the whole pre-order culture, <laughs> but especially with Battlefield,
2: considering Battlefield Four was was com- a com- like completely broken and a completely disgraceful state for yeah. a while for a lot of people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess or I wouldn't trifle with that at all. So, like it, if you had, you know,
1: it did the did the Megalodon, you know, make up for weeks of broken game? Wait, what? The no, Meg- it did not.
0: The
1: now there's the be- you giant, remember the giant shark. There was
0: a giant shark out in the water of this in Battlefield Four, where if you waited or whatever, you got yeah, over to a like, certain oh, spot. I don't remember a that. I didn't really play Battlefield yeah, Four. Wait, uh, wait. No, it, nobody played this part. It's, I mean, oh, we okay. just saw it on the internet. Oh, okay. uh,
1: amazing, amazing, crazy people on the internet figured out how yeah. to make a trigger. Uh, they, that's a dedicated bunch of folks. I have a lot of respect for people who like. Oh know my that god! Stuff. Yeah, that's oh, crazy.
2: Uh, this next story is about Bloodborne, also by Jenna, who's writing Bloodborne. every story on IGN. Apparently, she's killing it. Uh, two limited edition Bloodborne PS4 consoles coming to Japan. Uh, Sony is releasing two limited edition Bloodborne PlayStation 4 systems in Japan in March, according to Jenna's story. Do they see blood? Uh, no, they don't. In fact, they're m- wildly unimpressive. You're Featuring an engraving of the game's title and protagonist on the hard drive cover. listed on Japan's Sony store. Hmm? Does the protagonist have a name? In Bloodborne? Bloodborne Dude? I don't think so. just Bloodborne Dude? All or... right. Because yeah, you're just going to be like, it's an avatar basically, I think. Listed on Japan's Sony store, Lance. the two black and white variants are priced at 47,480 yen, so it's $400. With a March twenty-six launch date to coincide with the game's rollout in the region, the consoles is compact with the Bloodborne Collector's Edition, a controller, and a headset. So this makes a lot of sense. People can go on IGN and look at the pictures of the Bloodborne console. It's basically just the Bloodborne logo with the guy with the sword and the shotgun standing, like the, the shot we've seen his many times. Not, that would be Lance. 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 Yeah. We've agreed uh, the, his name the, is Lance. The, the, the titular, uh, who's, I guess, not titular uh, protagonist. But uh, unless the game is called the yeah. Lanceborn, um, but it's called Bloodborne. Greg, uh, anyway, blood go, there's a black console, there's a white console. This is nice for Japan because I think this is a game that will sell some PS4s, and PS4 is selling dismally in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a super unimpressive. You're not going to want to import kind of thing. You just got to. You can just. draw this just on a faceplate. Yeah, yeah, that's just a mm-hmm. faceplate. You can get you can get your faceplates engraved if you really wanted to. Probably cheaper than going that way. Moving on. Uh, quick news about Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which a lot of people are really excited about. In fact, uh, Battle of Z was one of the best selling games, I think, on PS3 and Vita last year. Um, Battle of Z. On is PSN. it Battle of Z in Britain? Probably. I oh. wondered. Uh, this story is by Lauren Puga at IGN. It says New details about Dragon Ball Xenoverse, including the number of characters, skills, and pieces of equipment, have leaked via online listings for the game's guidebook. According to Amazon Japan listing discovered by Shonen Game Z, that the upcoming fighter will feature at least 47 playable characters. The guidebook's description also reveals the game will have 12 master quests, 50 parallel quests, 200 skill options, and 400 different pieces of equipment. Um, so it looks like that, that's going to be a meaty game. I saw that at TGS in Japan on uh, September. The game looks interesting. Uh, I'm just not a Dragon Ball fan, so I don't know. Sure, yeah,
0: yeah. If you're not in that franchise, you're not in the franchise.
2: Uh, let's talk about Destiny real quick. This story by Michael Martin at IGN this says, Destiny. Destiny developer says, quote, unquote, mistakes will not be replicated, unquote. Um, and then the subhead did, just says, no they, official
1: announcements. Did they admit to what those mistakes were so
2: that we would know what they're correcting? Well, let's unpack it. Uh, the story reads, in part, Bungie has plans to take a different approach to Destiny's loot reward system in the upcoming House of Wolves expansion. Destiny developer Luke Smith says the studio will, quote, not re- will not repeat, quote, mistakes we made with the DLC 1, the Dark Below reward economy, end quote, on NeoGAF. In response to comments about House of Wolves' potential reward system, the studio has nothing official to announce, but Smith did list list the vault of glass vendor gear invalidating raid gear, resetting exotic talents Uh through upgrading and the shard economy as mistakes the studio made. Quote, our philosophy about rewards loot continues to evolve as we see how players play and react, Smith said. Um, So,
1: I don't know. I hope so. I, it seemed like since this thing first launched, since Destiny itself first launched, it's just been no. Really, guys, this time we mean it. It's going to be right this time. No, not this time. Really, we mean it. Hey, they're learning. I've, as I've heard they this go. like four times. It, it, it. I don't know, man. I, I got to be. The it, fact of the matter is, there's people who are diehard Destiny players. There are who can't a stop. lot of diehard Destiny Fran, players. Fran, Alfredo, yeah. Destin. There's all these people. Okay, so. No, no, Fredo's sane. I worry about the other two. Oh but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, Fran but, yeah. Fran is not sane in, yeah, any, in any way, shape, or form. So I, I'm not sure those are the examples you want to pull out of your.
0: I'm pocket. just saying that I don't. I mean, like I I still stand by that Bungie's cool for like addressing the fact that hey we
1: f this up. We're I to fix I, it. I appreciate that as well. I just want to see what they come out. Oh, with give here. me a pound then, but a, there it is, pound. And, oh. I'm just a grumpy old. Oh, grumpy. I'm cheering! I, I hate games. Design. I hate everything. This That's isn't right. sweet and so What sucks? I don't care about nothing. I give me a Manny Calavera and them old games. That's the Skeleton Man. Oh, the yeah. Skeleton Man.
2: Manny Calavera. Um, and the number nine express. We're going back to NeoGAF for another piece of news, which I think is probably maybe the uh, authentically the most, most interesting news of the Gorder. week. Um, this comes from uh, Corpse Pyre, user Corpse Pyre at NeoGAF on a thread called Rumor X Sony BenDev talks about Siphon Filter, new game, and a ditched Uncharted. Um, Has
1: there ever been a sentence with fewer real words than the one you just
2: said? That was no. amazing. No. No. Like, I mean, I understood what you meant. Sony but wow. Bend dev talks about siphon filter, new game, and a ditched Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comes from Reddit, and apparently, I take all this with a grain of salt, but here's basically the background. A guy that claims to have worked at Bend for eight years was on Reddit mm-hmm. talking about Sony Bend. Sony okay. Bend, of course, is like a strange obsession of mine. So I was obviously, mm-hmm. I was obviously like very intrigued by this, but also he, it seemed to, if you believe that this guy really worked for Ben and I personally yeah. think it is very believable, but of course it's invalidated, you know, uh, or not invalidated. Uh, let's, let's say unsubstantiated. Yeah. Um, here's what he says about a few topics in on the Reddit thread, which was compiled at Neo in a more readable form on Thanks, whether guy. there will be a new siphon filter. He said, or she said, maybe it's a woman. Ha, huh, no, don't hold your breath on that one. Source worked at Sony Bend for eight years. John Garvin, who's the founder of the studio, got burned out on Siphon Filter. He wanted to make something different. People seem to like to ignore that Gabe Logan died at the end of Logan's Shadow, which is something Greg and I actually uh, don't agree with. Garvin literally killed off the main character so he wouldn't have to make any more Siphon Filter games. Plus, despite all the praise, they didn't sell. Very low sales all around. Now, Greg, yeah. as you know, Logan's Shadow at the end, Gabe is shot.
0: It is. This is the, I mean, like, I'm with the developer. I understand what he or she is saying, but like it wasn't a conclusive. This is the end of the series. Mm-hmm. It was cliffhanger stuff, For so they could yeah. do another one. Well, you one.
1: always want to leave it over just in case you need to, you know. So it, for, you, her to reach that for her, money bag her again, to
0: right? be sure, for he to be all yeah, like oh, well, you know, they're dead anyway. Like no, yeah. no, 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 he gets shot. Leanne goes, "Game," and it fades.
2: It's credits. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's not. Oh, he's dead. Right. Yeah, I think it's. I think you it's. Can always in- wait. Oh, sorry. Don't I was gonna me. say. I just think. I think at the very least, the ending was inconclusive. But this is the first time we've heard anyone from Ben say that he's dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, internally, if we believe that he's from Ben, purportedly from Ben. Uh, so they at least internally think he's dead, and that's really all that matters. It's their series. But you could always have that ambiguous ending, or you know, the Star Trek
1: two remake ending where Kirk wakes up at the very end, like, "Oh wait, I'm not really dead. Never mind." Well, I'm you sure know, that was the idea if yeah, they want to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. Same yeah. with yeah. what we
2: talked about with the infamous two ending. He comes back as part cyborg. Man, that ending was lame. He also said on the new project. So the game they're working on now. I know what they're doing, but even if I don't work there anymore, I don't think it would be kosher to go running off my mouth. Hard to say if you should be excited. There's a group of super talented guys hard there. and to pretty say. Yeah, hard wow. to say if you should be excited. There's a group of super talented guys there, and pretty much every project has been chaos till the last six months when they usually work super hard to pull it together. But there's a lot of burnout right now. Lots of talent has left over the last year. End right. quote. Uh, we know that they're working on a PS4 game. That was a big story last week, too. Um Although, we've known that they've been working on of a PS4 game forever, so I don't Thanks really know Shui, why hey, that, was, that was such a big story to a lot of people. Well, you know, um, news is new.
0: When somebody, you can, We can repackage anything we wrote about Eddie E3 last year, and it's suddenly news. That's true. Just because there's a lot of things you miss. Sure. That's why we're here. Now, this is all. the most interesting thing
2: of all to me. Okay. Right. we got? On a next Uncharted and Infamous pitch, mm. he said, or she said. Or
0: from here on out, we're saying he.
2: It could be a she. We don't know. Right. It was going to be another Uncharted game, but Naughty Dog was worried about franchise burnout with so many games coming out so close together, so they nixed it. We spent like a whole year dicking around with different ideas and pitches after that before I left the studio. We started it and threw away so many demos during that year. Sony really wanted another Uncharted from us and tried to convince Naughty Dog to let us do it. They wanted more content for Vita. And we did make an infamous pitch at one point, too. I think that was the first pitch and demo we made after the Uncharted project was canned. The infamous game would have been a Vita title, too. Hmm. We did a couple new IP pitches. One was Steampunk, but didn't make it very far. There was a really awesome futuristic sci-fi one that I really liked. We had an amazing future sci-fi city and a character that could run around and scale buildings with these jet boots, and it was awesome. We had a lot of assets done for that demo when it was canned. It was really bummed. I was really bummed when that one got binned. I left the studio about two years ago, and that was when they were making the switch to Unreal 4 and PS4 instead of Vita. It was a bit of a waste since we put so much time and resources into making a Vita engine and then only used it on one title. But a couple other first-party studio, first studios used versions of our engine and we let them support, so it didn't really go to waste. I think Unit 13 from Zipper Interactive, written by Dunham. What Pod up, Jeremy, Dunham. Founder Jeremy Dunham, mm-hmm. uh, used our engine. Don't remember who else did, though. I think the shift to PS4 was a desperate bid to get something greenlit. When you go through so many pitches and get one after another tossed out for various reasons, you start trying anything. I recall it was always upper management, demographic, genre situation kind of crap. Like, someone is already making a game, something along those lines that would come out five months prior to your game date. Or we've had too many games of that sort and it didn't sell well enough. Or projections for that kind of blah, blah, blah. Also, kind of complaints about Hollywood only making generic formula action hits because they make money rather than take a risk on something different that might not make money. Same thing exists in games, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's all he said about that. So, yep. what we learned about that, if this is true, is that they were going to make another Uncharted game, which is not surprising... What was surprising is that Naughty Dog has enough carte blanche within first-party studios to say, you're not making that game. They were allowed to
0: be like, no, that's going to get in our way. Like That's going to screw up Uncharted 4.
2: Um, Which is super interesting to me because if they did it right, they actually could have made a a really interesting tie-in Uncharted 4. So I'm a little disappointed in that. The bigger thing is that we've talked a long time about Infamous is right at home on Vita, and they were trying to make an Infamous game. Why? Just let them make it. Come on. So now they're working on something else for PS4, um, and we'll see that maybe soon. The reboot of the Patapon universe. Greg, we've talked about Elder Scrolls Online quite a bit. You know, I'm excited for it. Uh, I was excited for it when I thought I had to pay a subscription fee. And Brian Albert of IGN lets us know that Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited coming to Xbox One, PS4. So finally we have a release date for the promised console version of the Elder Scrolls Online. Right. But this is MMO, the Elder Scrolls Online, according to the story, is coming to Xbox One and PS4 on June 9th with several updates. So during E3. Titled the Elder Scrolls hey, Online Tamriel Unlimited, the MMO includes everything from the original PC and Mac game, plus all the updates and content editions. It will not require a monthly subscription fee. So...
1: Have either of you guys actually played ESO?
2: I have. No, no
0: Samuel one writes in to beyond.ign.com oh. and says, Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. And good day. Elder Scrolls Online coming to consoles with no subscription. This made oh, it go from no chance of me buying it to my most anticipated game of the year. Whoa. I am a huge console Elder Scrolls fan, but I will never touch a subscription because I do not have enough dedicated gaming hours a week. Thank you, Bethesda! Regards, Samuel McBee. Now, you were going somewhere... Yeah, n- negative I negative
1: with the, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm a big grump today. I don't know what it is. No, I, I played a lot of ESO uh, when it was first released. And uh, I haven't played it, to be fair, I haven't played it in months. Uh, but when I played it, I was dreadfully disappointed. Now, it is very pretty. It yeah. really is. Uh, but it is also kind of vapid and soulless. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it was when I was playing it. And. You know, when you don't have to pay a subscription fee, that's that's great. That changes a lot for you. But even then, there's too many good games to waste time playing bad ones. Yep. And when I played ESO, it was at best an exercise in tedium. The beginning was really interesting. But as mm-hmm. time passed and you got farther along, you're just like, oh, man, I am really, really getting tired of this. You know, it, it, was, it was like... It was like Sometimes we try to make that transition from a single-player game to a multiplayer game. Like when they try to do that with Ultima Ultima Online in the beginning, yep. it was just a complete mess. You run into some of those same kind of issues. But where on Ultima Online their solution was to just say, "Well, then just do everything, and then we'll sort it out later." And at least it created a very interesting universe. ESO took the opposite kind of kind of WoW track and narrowed things. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that narrowing in that big open world, it, something got lost. I, I uh I hope I'm not being too nebulous about it but I do feel like you have a big world that's beautiful and neat to look at and there's not actually all that much that's interesting to do there gotcha and that was my problem with ESO. see so, i had
0: started playing it only hung in like an hour or two because yeah. i was on pc and i wasn't happy and i was just like i'll wait mm-hmm. for consoles not knowing it was going to be so far off yeah and so i am still excited to give it a shot and try it out and go but it's interesting that you had problems you know the longer you play it might have gotten better um
1: yeah. but looking at the the way they had designed it i'm not sure they could make it all that much better because again, it was just mm-hmm. modern MMOs, with the exception of things like Eve or some of the smaller ones, tend to be very streamlined, and that frustrates me anyway. So yeah. maybe I'm just not an MMO guy. But but ESO, yeah, just after a while, is like, man, I this is just starting to feel like work. Mm. And that's, that's never fun. That's never that good. No. no, definitely
2: yeah. not. Quick news Quick, um, oh from Luke Carmali, our friend over in the UK, says Alien Isolation sales past one million mark after three months Sega has revealed Alien Isolation sales have passed the 1 million mark according to the story from Luke the figure which covers games sold through to consumers rather than just shipped to retailers marks a significant achievement for the survival horror title based on Ridley Scott's iconic film um, so congratulations to them that's fantastic I, I still haven't played Alien Isolation it's a game I need to get to eventually um, the final piece no, of do news do you really
1: are you really going to get to that one you think
2: I like the Alien franchise so yeah I yeah know but I, I, I
1: heard mean. that game just doesn't hold up oh. polarizing title just play the first five hours and then pretend you're down. that's what everybody says yeah play the first five hours and the it's sort of like playing Ninja Gaiden and like Chris Kohler says, you just play until you get to the castle. You see the castle in the distance and you just stop um, because at that point it gets really, really hard and kind of frustrating. Aliens the same You're talking it,
2: about the NES one or the, the Xbox Ninja one? original Oh, yeah, so NES. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. You see the castle off in the distance and the, and the difficulty just up through the ceiling. Oh, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden is insane. I, I, I enjoy that part. <laughs> I really do. Uh, oh, I... Old school Ninja Gaiden right there. Very oh, good. I'll yeah, always absolutely. say it like that. I, I said it like that until I saw the guy go, Ninja Gaiden in The Wizard. And then I was like, I'm saying it wrong? I'm uh, wrong? But my whole life... That, I mean, That was, was the first yeah.
2: indication that I was saying it wrong. But it's just... That's, yeah. It's like Ryu and all that. We've talked about that before. Right, it's like, yeah, it right. always been Ninja Gaiden. That's one of the games uh, where, you know, what Greg and I are doing now where like, I want Greg to play that game. That game is really hard. You oh. know, like it was... Because we were doing stuff with Mega Man 2, which is, I think, a really yeah. easy game uh, compared to a lot of the games that yeah. I like. And... Uh, I think Castlevania is. going to – I want to do the original Castlevania. With him. Okay. I want to do Castlevania Three eventually, but that game's going to eat oh, him alive. That's just are you gonna, um,
1: give him the Japanese version at least, so he can have Grant's daggers. That, that yeah. at least makes it
2: fair. And then, and then I want to do Ninja Gaiden because that that game there. That game actually is comically hard. When like, he like, gets like, to
1: like, six one, I just can't wait to see what I. Because <laughs> it, it it's you're know, like oh this isn't so hard, and you're like oh I see why people say it's hard. And you get to five, and you're just like, bird bird bird. And once you get to six <laughs> one, it's just. That what the trick they pull there is.
2: Wait, are you talking about when you have to jump and actually get hit by the bird in the air? No, I'm, make... I'm.
1: I'm talking about how they change the rules on the last stages, and suddenly, even you if go you get to back. the final yeah. stage of the boss fight of the three-stage boss fight yeah. with no recoveries in between the stages, if you die, it warps you not back to six three. Not back to the beginning of the box, but all the way back to that death gauntlet at the beginning of yeah, six it's awesome. one, and it's you have to so go all awesome. the way through. I it
2: love again. it. I love it. I love how hard that, that game is. Impossibly hard. I I actually beaten that game. Yeah. Now like the. But I mean that game takes a lot of patience. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that one at Greg one day because Sounds I, fun. I, it's, a, it's <laughs> it Ninja, is a fun game. game it's is a, a great game. game. It really but there's is. like it, but like I always my brother always compared like always talk about that game and being like that game is comically hard. Yeah. Like it's not it's like you actually start laughing at it because it's Castlevania Three does the same thing where if you die late in the game it knocks you back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know like why they like do, like because you get certain parts in the stage, you just get back to the original you know, the beginning of the stage if you go to the boss or whatever. There's parts of like certain games where it's like, nah, no, no, no. Like, like, no nah, kid nah, gloves but, are coming off now. Yourself. Sorry, we're gonna. We're yeah, gonna kick, I, we're I gonna have kick never,
1: never beaten all three boss forms. Uh, I have never finished Ninja the Kid
2: last is. time I did it. Um, was I want to say when we were doing the top 100 NES games when I first started working? Here. Mm, okay, the Ninja Game games get easier. They're all, yeah. all of them are good. Yeah, really, really good games. I'm, I'm actually surprised that they like they're they're hard to find. Like you don't really see them re released anywhere. It would be cool for them to to you they're know those are console tech, those are tech yeah they're there. But I mean like why not? proliferate them a little bit more mm-hmm. like Tecmo exists still and like
1: well there was that terrible terrible repackaging of all oh, three for the on SNES yeah. yeah and the, and Ninja Gaiden 3 while it's not as hard as the others in terms of the gameplay the American version screwed up because you only have the five continues that's that's kind of jerky yeah. so play the Japanese version of that one but wow well, esoteric NES talk with oh Nintendo. I'll do it all day uh, yeah I will too I, I love this uh but yeah, great game
2: oh yeah awesome really moody just a quick aside about Ninja Gaiden Two. That game used to scare the living daylights out of me. Ninja Gaiden Two? No, the first one. Oh, the first. Which part? B- just all the cutscenes when you'd see uh, like uh, what the hell is the bad guy's name? Why can't I remember. Jekio. It? Yeah, Drakio. Yeah. Where like they they show they sh- like you see him for the first time and stuff like that, and it's like I'm like this game is horrifying. Yeah. Like the cutscenes, that game really was telling a story. It was really very much ahead of its time in that totally. sense. Oh, that first,
1: that opening cutscene. I mean, the, they, they rip it off in the they Scott Pilgrim comic, jump, yeah. and it's so great. But, yeah, that, I, I would sit every time and just watch that intro with the two ninja in the field running at each other. It's this really cool early cutscene on yeah. an NES. It's, it's, have you seen it, Greg? No. Oh, well, maybe, uh,
2: but I don't. Yeah, well, we're going to rock that game, Greg. Yeah, that that, that, that game. That's a great game. That it is. It's just wonderful. It's just got so much, it's informed by a lot of stuff. It is.
1: And you mentioned Castlevania. I mean, it, granted, the, the, the feel of the games is completely different. You know, Castlevania is very slow, deliberate. You have almost no control. Whereupon Ryu, you, you can control, you know, almost your heart. Yeah, you it's can perfect. move them in the air. But and so. there's a lot there. You're still hitting, you know, candles and birds. Yeah, sub drop out of them. Yeah. You've got the same kind of life bar system. You've got the, you know, it, it's, and the thing where, if you just let an enemy scroll off the screen slightly, if you stack birds by accident, like if you, get two birds on the screen at once. But- yeah, what
2: he's talking about, by the way, to anyone out there that's that's uninitiated with Ninja Gaiden is that there there are bird enemies in the game that are like the most obnoxious thing you've ever seen in your yeah. entire life. Yeah. Like that like like they just they just fly at you. And there are parts of the game where like I think it's the first one, but it might be the second or third one where like there is a jump in the game that is is helped by getting hit intentionally by, by them. Yeah. I mean, you don't like, have like to do all, like, it, but yeah. it makes
1: it a lot easier if you let so like the hit you. The part it's so about. weird. Well, it's so weird. What's like the, in Mario World, we have to kill Yoshi to get that one. Uh, isn't it one of the, the stars? and Oh, where you have to World. jump off his back? Yeah, you have to like let yep. Yoshi fall in a pit and die and murder him. Just he to had this. it coming. So there's a lot of I, I, by the way, I applaud the fact that you say Ninja Gaiden and with the other things, Ryu and the rest of that. I, I lived in Japan for a long time, and I really do feel like when you're back in the states, if you, you, you know, you, you really run the danger if you try to use Japanese pronunciations for everything, of sounding like Ross Geller on Friends, you know, just being like karate, karate. <laughs> you know. Well, but first off, that's not how you say it in Japanese either, but it's really funny. So I'm not gonna walk and go. Let's go sing karaoke in Berkeley, yeah, you know. It, we're gonna say karaoke, or we're talking about suikoden, you know. Yeah, it's it's more like. Suikoden. That, I mean, Japanese. I always say suikoden, suikoden when I was a kid. Yeah, Suikoden, and the Japanese don't really have those that high enunciations. So even that's a little hard. But yeah, Suikoden's fine. Just say it that way. Just say what people understand what you're talking well, about. Well, I you always get, sound like a jerk.
2: I always get mad because I, one of the words I always say niche, and a lot of people say niche. Oh, okay, and. That always bothered me because, like, it's, it's a French word. It's niche. And I'm like, okay, let's go through all the French words in the English language and see how we say them and then how the French say them. Let's, yep. see, how, let's see how this argument stacks up for literally five seconds before it yep. falls apart. You know, that's, like, that's the kind of thing I hate. It's like yeah, we Americanize words just like other countries take our words and, and do what they do with it, too. That's just the way it goes.
1: Lafayette or Lafitte, Louis or Louis, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then you get it get mixed up where you have the words that are amalgamations. And it's like you went, traveled recently to uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So you went to?
2: Louisville. 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 Louisville.
1: There you go. That's pretty good. All right. L o i s L-U-I-S-V-I-L-L-E. I lost the Louisville. Louisville is what I say now. Louisville. Louisville.
2: That's close. I'm going back.
1: So that was a really long category, and I don't even remember how we got there.
2: Doesn't matter. Final story. PSN Class Action Settlement. Do you qualify? By Seth Macy on IGN. Ah. You may be entitled to a free game or other compensation. I feel like I'm doing one of those lawyer commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Peter Francis
0: Geraci. If so have Fra-
2: you, been, have you, you or
0: someone you know have been diagnosed with mesothelioma? Yeah, yeah, mesothelioma where, is like where, the obsession.
1: Where do you know Peter Francis
0: Geraci from? He's out here too. But in mm-hmm. Chicago, his commercials ran too. Wait, he, they ran in Florida when I
1: lived there. I thought yeah? he was local. But no, oh, I'm no, sure no, he has no, 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 no. We had a prof in college. He it was an undergraduate Bible professor. He looked just like Peter Francis Geraci. It was mm-hmm. kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Any, You're watching Mori. You're watching TMZ. You're getting some Peter Francis Geracia from this piece. Peter
2: Francis I, I, I was just thinking about that. You guys had James Sokol, Jim Sokolov? Yeah. yeah that, sounds that was the guy I remember from when I was a kid. Like, I'm Jim Sokolov. It's like, Jesus, where are all these guys coming from? Law school, I guess. The story, reads, the, the story reads, if you were affected by the PlayStation Network outage of 2011, which is a tragic time indeed. That, I just remember that it well. Of. You may qualify for benefits I'm agreed killing. upon in a class action. <laughs> The that's, still one the, top- that's still one. of the great episodes of podcast. Yeah. Hey, Kelly, you Communications sound sweet. Communications disruption can mean all the <laughs> thing. You may qualify for benefits agreed upon in the class action lawsuit against certain "quote unquote" Sony entities. <laughs> the class in this case includes anyone in the U.S. and its territories who have had a PSN account, a Cryocity account, or an SOE account. Corocity. <laughs> huh? Corosity. Cryocity, Corosity. Q Q R. No, it was, it was it was it was off. It was an offshoot of Core. It's a terrible name. And I don't think it exists to anymore your anyway. Settlement, send during any time before May 15, 2011, <laughs> uh, if you were an account holder of one of the qualifying Sony entities during the time period specified, you may be entitled to a certain benefit from the suit. The benefits include a free PS3 or PSB game, three free three themes, or three months of PlayStation Plus membership. Anyone who suffered identity theft from the incident that led to out-of-pocket expenses can submit supporting documentation to claim reimbursement of up to $2,500. That great PSN outage of 2011, which I think we coined. Uh, was almost a solid month of PSN being offline, the result of the attack of the system that resulted in the compromise of sensitive consumer data, uh, blah, 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 blah. That was a really crappy time, but it gave us uh, one of the great episodes of Podcast Beyond. Yep. You've um, been kudaragi. So that's it. Okay.
0: Um, a lot of leg- you gotta jump through a lot of hoops. You gotta print off documents. You gotta write down and get to get, to get like pat
2: upon. No, you're good. No, I Don't, think you're alright. Nobody I, I would love to know time the time. stats of how many people are gonna send. It's almost four up. years ago. It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. All right. It time seems flies. like it was just yesterday when I was crying <laughs> over it. Jared, pregnant pause. Yay! yay But
1: it gave birth to a question.
0: It did. Uh, <laughs> a lot of great games are coming out this year. You got yep. that Witcher thing we talked about.
1: You got that Uncharted four. We but do. I want to
0: know what games are coming out this week. Where would I go? Um,
1: I believe that you would head to Texas, look up Andrew Goldfarb, yeah. and ask you, Andrew Goldfarb to give you the memorial list of upcoming this, that, and the other something or other kind of games coming to PlayStation and Vita and all the other platforms. And just to play the PlayStation do television do, do, thing and do, 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 all the rest do, 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 of that, maybe do, 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 the, the PS1, possibly. You know, what FBA do you got, Colin? Whatever.
2: Dying Light's finally out for PS4 digitally and yes, at retail. I'm enjoying it. Dying Light is a first-person action survival game set in a vast open world. Roma City devastated by a mysterious epidemic. Scavenging for supplies and crafting weapons to help defeat the hordes of flesh-hungry an- enemies the plague has created. Sounds very original. You were beating that the head with that bar. At, at night, yeah. beware oh, yeah. the infected as they grow in strength. Live to survive another day. I've never heard of a game like this. yeah. yeah uh, and I'm actually authentically excited to play it. It looks good. Yeah, it was uh, fun today. Finally, Grim Fandango Remastered Yay! comes to PS4 and Vita. Earlier, oh. I said it came to PS3 too. That is not true. It's on PS4 and Vita only. Freaking I'm liar. surprised that it's not on PS3 but it's on Vita though.
1: it's coming to to PC I think tomorrow yeah they just wouldn't talk about that here yeah I know I'm just
2: being a jerk Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation comes to Vita uh, digitally and at retail if your princess is a self-referential fourth wall breaking RPG that skewers both the game industry and gamers in equal measure then Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 is your castle You'll fight in free-roaming battles as characters known as CPU candidates, the younger sisters of CPUs who watch over nations. Using over-the-top attacks, powerful transformations, and more, these candidates will have to step into the spotlight to save their sisters and the world of game industry. Oh! Uh,
1: This sounds like an Evangelion episode.
2: Uh... Hyperdimension is weird because it's, it's 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 you know it's just a yeah. reference of the console wars. Right. Uh, Life is Strange episode one yeah, finally yeah. comes out on PS4 and PS3 digital launches on Friday though. Not, really? Not with the other games. Yeah. Say what? Life is Strange is a five-part episodic series that sets out to revolutionize story-based choice and consequence games by allowing the player to rewind time and affect the past, present, and future. You are Max, a photography senior, who saves her old friend Chloe by discovering she can rewind time. The pair soon find themselves exposed to the darker side of Arcadia Bay as they un- as they uncover the disturbing truth behind the sudden dis- Appearance of a fellow student. I'm stoked. It
0: sounds cool. I've never played it. Marty did a preview of it. Said yeah. it
2: was. you've you It's okay to be excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Uh, Niall Umbra comes to Vita and Tesla Grad it was supposed to come to PS4 and PS3. I think it's already on Vita, but it's crossed out and says that it's coming out later.
1: Two uh, things to go with this uh, this year list. Two two topics I want to ask you guys about. First, so talking about Neptunia. Do you, do you guys ever play Sega Gaga? No. No. What is you it? Sega Gaga. Uh Sega, gaga, ga. like no, Sega, no. gaga. No, like I said, so this is a Dreamcast game that was released in Japan. People have been fooling around with a fan patch forever. I don't think they ever finished it. But it is the closest thing to Neptunia I've ever actually seen somebody do. Um, it was right when Sega was on the, on the death row so their their console time, and they created an RPG about the console wars. Uh, about losing the console wars, really, in a dark future where the market is dominated by, by an evil Nintendo-esque entity. And Sega mm-hmm. is the last valiant hope for true gamers. That's cool. Uh, and you, they hire two children to transform the company. And it's sort of like a Dragon Quest HRPG where you wander around Sega headquarters having random encounters with programmers and like beating them up <laughs> and, to like, get them to work harder. And you, Alex Kidd like, works in the lunchroom. That's and cool. It, it is ridiculous if you can... Find this thing at least. Find footage of it. Look around. You know, if you're in Akihabara, next Samba year. De it's, amigo there. It's yeah, well, cheap. Um, I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking at um, screenshots
2: a... of it now, and it says yeah, it's a Sega Gaga storyline parody. It's a commercially unsuccessful Dreamcast console. The player is recruited by Sega in a last ditch effort to stop the evil Dogma Company from taking over the console market.
1: Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Even if you don't speak any Japanese, use a guide, play around with it. It's a lot of fun. Just to see that it's a really colorful, neat little game. Other part. Can we just talk a little more about Grim Pandango and how great it is and the fact that everybody in the whole wide universe should at least take a look at this?
2: This, is, this is interesting. It says, Set, This is from Wikipedia. Now you got a mustache, I got him on I got It says, Set in the year 2025, the story depicts Sega with only a 3% share of the yeah. market. In Oda, Tokyo, the city in which Sega was established in 1951, the company forms Project Sega Gaga, a plan to save Sega from its main competitor, the Evil Dogma, a parody of Sony, Sega's biggest competitor at the time. A part oh, of I pro- said Project Sega that. Gaga, Sega takes two teenagers. Uh, and employ them to guide Sega to the top of the market. The game features cameo appearances from Sega characters past and present, such as Alex Kidd and Sonic the Hedgehog. The game also references things associated with Sony's PlayStation and PlayStation 2, and there is a strange cameo appearance from Ralph Macchio. Yep. Machio, I guess it is, from kid, Karate Kid fame, Who is who in various mecha forms can be fought in one of the R&D departments and persuaded <laughs> yeah. to join your team. I <laughs> forgot to mention that. That is
1: awesome. Yeah, fighting Localize Machio, this. Uh, also Hashtag the, building list. There's also this amazing intro. Where, you know the big guys with the hammers from Golden Axe? Yeah. For some reason, they just rise out of a building in the middle of Tokyo, and they're like 100 feet tall nice. for no reason. That it, happens in real just, life. That, just great. Yeah,
0: that's a big thing. That's it. Colin. Yes. Would you like a spirited rant from Ed? Sure. (laughs) Ed writes in and says, Dear Greg, Colin in the ever-rotating third chair. As I understand it, the 10% off on PSN over the weekend was Sony's way of making it up to players for their horrendous service at Christmas. Cram it up your ass, Sony. Why would I now spend 50 pounds instead of 55 pounds, FIFA, Far Cry, COD, on the PSN store? When I can get the same game in physical form, non-reliant on your faulty network for around half the price. If Sony really were sorry, they'd send every PSN some kind of code that would let users go into a GameStop and get a free single-player game that has no real need for PSN, Metro, Sleeping Dogs, Shadow of Mordor, etc. Giving gamers the chance to spend a little bit less on expensive games is not an apology. It's a marketing ploy. Rant over Ed.
1: All right. P.S., for the record, I generally like what Sony do. All right. So, Ed, good rant. Uh, but first off, you're going to start your rant with mentioning Pounds, which reveals you're from Britain. Then immediately oh. go to the soccer game. You're not helping the stereotype. So, you, you know, go from, going from Pounds to FIFA, that hurt a little bit. But uh, what do you think of his point?
2: Ah! Uh. I mean, they gave the five extra days to a PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah, which is also funny. Well, yeah, but the it's 10% like... 10% off is nice. It's just that you can't do it to pre-order anything. You can't use the that pre-order. That's I mean, the part even that though, I'm really mad about. Even yeah, though they acted originally it. like you would be able to, they, they implicitly said it, and then they, were, they actually literally crossed it out of uh-huh. their letter. Mm-hmm. At least they didn't just delete it like it was never there to be. Yeah, letter. yeah. You. You're um, crazy. That was never you're there. Crazy. What are you talking about? Um, it's just like a little Sharpie the, on your screen. The PlayStation Plus for five days thing is really funny, though. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. I mean,
0: I, I mean, i it's kind of you know congruent with what you lost, right? It's sure, it's but, you, with but what you you lost. Should, it
2: shouldn't always be, you know, necessarily congruent with what you lost. It should make up for what you lost. You sure. Know? Well, they they gave you that and the ten percent off. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I bought uh I bought a few things with the ten percent off, so I was I was happy. Oh, my computer's dying. You need yeah.
0: the power. How got water. Unless you got power, Colin. Yes. Actually, I'll give it to Jared because I already know what you'd answer. Okay. All right. Jared, final yeah. question of the week.
1: Oh. Okay. P.S. TV,
0: Shovel Knight, Hearthstone. Shovel Knight. PS4 Slim,
1: The Order. Yeah, uh, we always go Shovel Knight in these
0: cases. Colby Stevens writes in and says, "Beyond." Beyond. Beyond. To Colin, Greg, and probably Marty. Swing and a
1: miss. Ah. Well, he did his best.
0: I just got a Vita a few weeks ago and I am loving it so much. I just picked up Guacamelee and Freedom Wars by combining the indie flash sale and the ten percent off code. The other games I have on. I'm sorry, the other games I have are PS Plus free indies that I love. To my question, when do you guys think Shovel Knight is coming to Vita? I never did play it on my Wii U since I knew I'd be getting a Vita and wanted to give it a go. Colin made a comment that it may be coming out in February, but I was just wondering if you guys had more information. Thanks for everything you do. Colby Stevens sent from my
2: iPhone. I don't have any on or off the record information about this, but I think that it's going to come out in February. Why? Um... They were implying that it's going to be very early in the year i I don't it, it maybe March at the latest. I played the game at p s x on Vita and p s four The games are in great shape like I, I think that they just have to you know go through the, the you know the cert process or whatever and then get the rigmarole. i mean they, they ported them over pr- pretty quickly from what I understand so um I would be surprised if it's not February, and it, if it's not February, it's got to be March.
1: I, I'm going to say February because uh, my I asked my copy of Taboo, the Sixth Sense, this very question last week, and it said February. Okay, so great. Yeah, there you go. February
0: looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Get perfect something special for your Valentine right there. Shovel night.
1: <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving.
0: That's true colin yes we've talked about the fact that we don't work here anymore correct and that the p- podcast may change when we leave who correct. knows what'll stick around correct that said maybe we're in the final days of our new favorite segment the worst playstation network name correct. of the week of course you can't change your playstation network name this started with you begging shuhei Yoshida to allow us to change our network mm-hmm. names people started writing in with the names they regretted and now it's become people are playing games find people they that there's they, just a lot of regret <laughs> it's out just there. i don't even think some of these people regret the person whose name i'm about to read doesn't regret this name because okay. this is a great name hit me Hi, my name is Angelou, and I couldn't believe the PlayStation name I saw. It shocked me and everyone else. I was in a party with my friends when all of a sudden, my wet vibrator joined. <laughs> everyone was laughing, and we all took pictures. I don't know how this name got passed to Shuhei Yoshida. Oh. Please let us change our names. <laughs> to be clear, I don't think Shuhei
1: is rubber-stamping every name that comes <laughs> I don't through. Like that. He just sits there it's when not, a name's made, and he's like, I'll oh, allow He's like, yeah, he looks, he's like... It's like Santa Claus. He's just got this big, long scroll, and he's in the big... Can and just kind of scratching. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Checking he, one off. He's smoking his pipe, yeah, yeah, like so ch- well, checking that's that's off. Does that. My my no, vibrator. vibrator,
0: all one word. Oh, Again, none of those words are bad. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. What? It's a wet vibrator. What are you gonna do it's about a dry it? Dry computer. Mm-hmm. Just calling yeah. things. You can't you can't get mad about that. Things are what they are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for Podcast Beyond episode 379. Remember, Podcast Beyond is a product of IGN.com and goes live each and every Tuesday as a video and an MP3. You can get it at IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, the PlayStation 4 IGN app, and of course, podcast services around the world.
1: Nay, the very
0: universe. Oh, my Lord. Uh, if you want to keep up with Colin and I on our new adventure, he's no taxation. I'm Game Over reggie If you want to keep up with IGN, IGN's IGN. Jared Petty still works here. I do. His Twitter handle is Petty, Jared. Gainful employment. Woohoo. It's always a pleasure having you, Jared. It is always a pleasure. We Thank miss you. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me in. No problem. I love being here with you guys. I miss y'all. I we, mean, we miss you. You know that. It's lonely in the morning.
0: No, it isn't. You got pair
1: probably. Oh, yeah. There's lots of wonderful okay, people. Good, here. Okay, good. Okay. It is a great place to work, and i, I really enjoy getting to know some the new guys too but I do miss y'all
0: oh we love
1: uh, you so yeah but I'm also Art. really happy for y'all on what you're doing thank you so, thank you
0: every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up today's comes from Matt Desend Beyond, beyond fine beyond. fellows my name is Matt Desend Desend sounds like Desend he spelled it out thank you for taking the time to read my email Podcast Beyond is the number one reason I have a Playstation I love my Vita and I really enjoyed my Playstation 4 I sound, enjoyed. Like he shot it or something. Well, maybe, maybe I it, started to work. Hell. It left him. I started working on becoming a video game composer. My first oh. song was released last year for a small game called, called Toss and Go on the Wii U eShop.
1: Toss and Go, huh?
0: Yeah, Toss and Go on yeah, the Wii U eShop. Okay. This year, however, I will be releasing a full 11-song soundtrack for the upcoming game Tiny Galaxy, coming out this year on Wii U eShop. I would be forever grateful if you would play a song from this soundtrack and let listeners know they can find me on Twitter at only Matt Desind, D-E-S-I-N-D. While I'm sad that your run on this great show is ending soon, I know whoever takes over will do a great job, but you will be missed. Thank you for that. Thank you for all the fun and showing me the PlayStation way
2: beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you go ask NVC to play your song, buddy? Hey, why you gotta
1: diss Why you gotta do that? Why, you gotta why you gotta be a hater? He's a PlayStation guy. Let's we'll
2: talk about. Let's just talk about
1: Ninja Guys. I know <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> go back to our, our retrospective on NES game. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, this is Matt's song from the upcoming game Tiny Galaxy. You, of course, can go buy toss and go right now in the Wii U shop. Beyond, beyond, beyond.